Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to HR Latte, your connection to all things HR. Today's great HR department is foundational for today's successful business. Listen in as host Rayanne Thorne gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources. And now for your next cup of talent management, whipped to perfection. Hey everybody, welcome to HR Latte. This is a special edition of HR Latte as I continue my coverage of pre-conference activities for, with HR technology conference and exposition. This is the 19th annual conference taking place in Chicago at McCormick Place this year. We've been in Las Vegas the last few years, so it's exciting to have a little bit of a change of venue and get back to the Chicago area, the Midwest, the exciting town of Chicago. I love Chi-Town. And my special guest today is the one and only, the incomparable. I know he hates it when I say that. Maybe he doesn't. Bill Kudik. Hey, Bill, thanks for joining me today. I don't hate it. I just think it's it's a little unnecessary. <laughs> I started the HR Technology Conference, did it for 16 years. The facts are good enough. The facts are good enough. Well, I love that I have the opportunity to know you, to chat with you, to give you a hug when I see you. And we're going to have a couple more opportunities to work together. We're going to interview together in Chicago at HR Tech. And also going to meet each other in the mountains of Utah sometime soon in November. So I look forward to that opportunity as well. Can you give us a, a brief background? I know that you've got some exciting changes that have happened recently. Stopped uh, doing your podcast, which you've done for seven years. There are 183 archived episodes on HRE online. And that might have been a difficult decision. Maybe not. Can you tell us about that decision to go straight just to video and your writing, your in print? Well, basically, you know, I'm an old guy. No, and, you're not. And I don't want to work so hard anymore. And I started Firing Line two years ago, and it's really taken off. I'll give you your listeners the details in a minute. And I found myself doing the radio show out of my back pocket, and I don't like to do anything out of my back pocket. Right. I like to have a laser focus on whatever I'm doing. And I realized I just couldn't do both. And of course, like you, I'm old enough to remember the famous song of video killing the radio yes. star. <laughs> and so I just decided that podcast days were over. I, of course, shut it down just at a time when podcasts enjoyed renewed popularity because of their portability and, and other things. And the fact that you can do 10 other things while you're listening to a podcast, yes. which is hard to do while watching a video. But I'm fine with that. So I love the work that you're doing on Firing Line. I just watched your, I think it was the last episode you did with the chief learning officer at Accenture, um, Varma, uh, Raul Varma. Yes. And right. interesting to watch your format and how you are approaching this project. Much like I do podcasting, you are, have chosen to have the quick hit episodes where people can watch really quickly, five to eight minutes long episodes and really gain a great deal of information right away. 
not a lot of chit chat, not a lot of silliness, getting right to the point. Was that something that you decided to do early on? Tell us a little bit about Firing Line with Bill Kudik and how it evolved. Well, everyone should know we're recording this on September 12th. So Raul is the current show as of the 12th. That'll be changing on September 20th to Naomi Lee Bloom, her second show. I'll tell you, Ryan, that I was dragged kicking and screaming <laughs> to the short form. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who can barely clear his throat in five or six minutes, which is actually how long the shows are. We've never had an eight-minute show. Oh, wow. Okay, great. The longest one we ever had was six minutes and 57 seconds. But I was convinced by what every person in HR involved in learning and training tells you today, and that is that the perfect learning object is a five-minute video. And I was convinced that they were right. And as Mark Twain said so many years ago, I'm sorry I couldn't write you a shorter letter. I'm sorry my letter is so long, but I didn't have time to write you a shorter one. <laughs> it takes a Does. lot of preparation, a lot of time to get these shows down to five or six minutes to make them as pithy as they are. Or as I love to say, I've always felt this way, spontaneity requires enormous amounts of preparation. Oh, yes. yes. So we do that. And happily, that's not as hard to find, because we do that in 30-minute phone calls with my partner, Bob Jolene, who won an Emmy for the PBS show, whose name I'm sure you know, but you maybe never watched it, called Adam Smith and Adam Smith's Money World. He was yes. the producer, director, and writer of that show for five years and won an Emmy, and he's doing this show with me, thank God. Well, he knows what he's doing. He knows all the TV stuff, yeah. which, which I don't. But, you know, so far, it's been fine. You know, we have pretty important people here who are really busy. I mean, we've had Every analyst and guru of note, we've had Josh Burson on twice. We've had, by the 20th, Naomi Bloom on twice. Right. We just recorded two shows with Jason Averbuck. We have lots of executives from, frankly, various sponsoring companies. That's the one right that they get for being a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, I mean, part of our success has been that we now have three sponsors. SAP was our original and biggest one, but we now also have ADP and Infor. So I'm quite pleased about that. We are sort of a big company project because for viewers who haven't seen it, it's broadcast quality video. It's what you used to see 20 years ago on ABC, CBS, and NBC. So it's sort of back to the future in that regard. You know, it's stunningly great looking it where, is. where the, the deal now is make it fast and quick and dirty, which means Google Plus Hangouts and Skype video interviews, all of which, you know, you get to watch and listen to, but what you're seeing and hearing is not of the quality that broadcast TV was 20 years ago, which is what the show is like. And I think that appeal, well, that appeals to audiences like crazy, I'll tell you. And I think it appeals to larger companies as well, because it is expensive. We do rent professional video studios to do it. But we're up to 52,000 unique views on some of our most popular shows, including Rolls, who's gotten nearly 5,000 views already, still has another week to run. We have Mike Etling, the president of SAP Success Factors, has more than 5,000. Two systems integrators, Jared Pazahanek and Luke Marson, have 8,000 views. Gartner's Ron Hanscom has about 4,500. So people are watching it. They uh, are watching it. Your your most great. latest your latest show has over 4,000 views, which is, it's only a couple weeks old. So that's significant. And it's significant and because 
it is a very pointed type of show. You are not appealing to the masses. You are appealing to a very specific audience. And those type of numbers are significant when it when Well, it comes to I that. always say those kinds of numbers when you don't have a young actress taking her shirt <laughs> off uh, are, are pretty good. Uh, the other thing was I realized when I put the show together that I was going to operate it under the same bedrock principle. I had operated the, the radio show and HR Tech, which is that guests or presenters talk about what they're doing and thinking, not what they're selling. Yeah, I love that. And if they're an end user, they don't talk about the brand of software that they're using. Yeah. So it really is the essence of thought leadership. There are no products pitched. There's no marketing here. It's straightforward, but it's serious, you know? I mean, it's a serious business it's, it's show. It's very serious. And if you're not seriously interested in the business of HR technology, I hate to say, you know, maybe you shouldn't watch it. I mean, you'll learn a lot. Maybe you'll get interested <laughs> by watching it, but it requires a serious interest and a serious in intent. Happily, it does not require a long attention span because they are all, you know, max six minutes and yep. change, and most of them are five minutes. That's true. And I know looking forward now, is this, is the intent to grow the show? Are you want to do more shows than you're doing? I think you're doing what, one a month? We're doing one a month right yeah. now. Well, partner Bob is very interested in, in becoming a media monopoly here. <laughs> I'm not interested necessarily in working that hard. We are thinking about starting a second show about finance, which once oh. again, after a short lapse because of the cloud, is being sold like a horse and carriage with HCM. So all the issues of finance are beginning to become issues within HCM again. I mean, in the really old days, in the mainframe days, they would sell finance and throw HR in for free. It's no longer the case. People are paying for both. Right. So we're thinking of doing another show for that, and that might happen. So that would certainly be a large expansion. Well, we'd love to have you back if that does happen to talk about it and help push it out there for you, promote it a little bit. One of the things that I always look forward to this time of year is the article that you produce for HRE. Your pre-HR tech article always gets a great deal of buzz, a lot of shares. Can you tell us when that's going to be released this year? I can. It'll, I think it will be online October 1st. Okay. It will be in the October 1st issue of HRE, Human Resource Executive, but that will not be the issue being distributed at the show, which is too bad. Because normally I like being in that issue since, you know, you've got a collection of eight to 10,000 people who care sure, about HR technology. Sure. But it didn't work out that way this year. But it'll be available online to all of them, I believe, October 1st. And certainly I'll be tweeting it out and letting people know that it's there. Very briefly, I don't like to talk too much about it and, and ruin the, 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 the suspense. But very briefly, I focused so long and hard on two topics that I had to leave all the new products to my separate monthly columns, which I'm okay. sure the vendors all hate me for because they all spent <laughs> enormous amounts of time briefing me. But two interesting things are going on. First is that it's only about the big three, you know, SAP Success Factors, Oracle, Workday. All three have either brand new, revived, or really important programs to sell to the mid-market which no one thinks of those products as doing. For two of them, uh, that mid-market starts at 10,000 employees or below. For Workday, it's the lower end of the mid-market for about 3,000 employees. But what's so funny is that you'll read that the way Oracle and Workday are approaching the mid-market are absolutely opposite. And they both think that their approaches will make it easier 
for the mid market to buy their products and to adopt them. And obviously, only time will tell about that. So that took up a lot of space because that's sort of new that these guys who are famous for going after the elephants, the 100,000 employee companies, are going after the smaller companies and will be competing with Ultimate in that space and ADP in that space and some others. So that will be interesting to watch. And then the other thing is what I always do, which is the horse race part, which is coming up with their numbers. And I was convinced this year that just having the raw numbers of how many customers they've sold didn't was not really speaking to their success as much as how many employees at those sold companies are covered by the software. So their own numbers are fairly well known, and they're always old because people won't give out their numbers until after their earnings call, which usually takes place at least three weeks after the quarter ends. So I'm constantly dealing with, with data that's at least two months, sometimes three months old. You know, the numbers are pretty well known, and they're very close to each other. Oracle with 1,300 sold, SAP success factors with 1,250, and Workday, which has decided for its own reasons not to announce a specific number, except that ill-defined milestones has more than 1,100. I'm sure they have as much as the others by now, knowing how old that number is. So those, those raw sold numbers are all the same, but readers will be astonished at the variance in the number of employees actually using the software that will be revealed in the story. And those are the two big things to talk about. Well, we look forward to seeing the article. Uh, I will certainly help push it out. And once it's released, I'll go back to the bio of this particular show and add it in. So the folks that listen to it on demand will have the opportunity to chat and look at the article a little bit more about that. Bill, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about maybe one of your most memorable HR technology conferences. We'll be right back. HR Latte is brought to you by Dovetail Software, a SaaS-based HR case management and help desk solution to ease today's HR departments into tomorrow. Simple but powerful real-time employee engagement, knowledge management, and detailed analytics empower human resource departments and shared services teams to effectively handle any type of employee interaction. Dovetail Software. By HR, for HR. Hey, everybody. We are back with this special edition of HR Latte. My guest, Bill Kudik, here on a special episode uh, prior to HR Tech, the big conference that many of us that work in the HR technology space, whether you're a vendor or interested in HR technology, you write about it, you're an influencer, you're an expert, you're a user of technology or want to use technology. This is the place to be October 4th through the 7th in Chicago at McCormick Place. You can find it online if you don't know anything about it or want to learn more. And if you are interested in learning more about my guest, the best place is probably go straight to YouTube and search for Firing Line with Bill Kudik. He has an excellent quick hit show on YouTube. And of course, you can find him anywhere else online. Google his name, you'll find him. It's K-U-T-I-K. Bill, thanks again for joining me today. You have been involved with HR Tech, the HR Technology Conference and Exposition for many, many years. And I know that you will be attending in there and I will have the wonderful opportunity of interviewing you on the Expo Hall floor again. There have been, I'm sure, some funny, some crazy things that have happened. We talked briefly and you mentioned 9-11 earlier in this podcast. Can you share with us a past story from HR Tech? Sure. There was a brief flutter on Twitter yesterday 
about where were you because HR Tech was in Baltimore on 9-11. And where were you when you heard the news? Well, where I was, was moderating the annual analyst panel, which I did for 14 years until people sort of got sick of it or just weren't interested in hearing from the analysts anymore. And I don't remember everybody that was on it, but I know that Naomi Lee Bloom was on it and Jenny Lehman, who was then the representative from Gartner. And we were doing what we normally do when someone from LRP, the parent company that owns the show, delivered me a note, which I still remember to this day, though I failed to save it, that said, you have to tell the audience that in an apparent terrorist attack, two planes have flown into the World Trade Center. And my hair sort of straightened. If anyone knows me, they know it's curly. My hair straightened, and I thought, I don't have to tell nobody nothing like this. And I turned to the panelists and said, talk among yourselves, walked off the stage to talk to the people who had sent this to me. And they explained that it was completely real and that they had all been watching it on TV in the expo while we were doing the panel, which was a keynote. So everybody was there. So it looked like I had to do it. And I really didn't have a clue what I should do, except it just came to me. And I came back to the podium and I said, how many of you watch West Wing? which is my favorite TV show. It was about the White House and the people who worked in the White House. And it was a network show, actually, not a cable show. And more than half the people put their hands up in the room. And I said, good, because if you watch West Wing, you know that when the person standing at the podium has been handed a note, it's pretty important. And when the person leaves the podium to discuss the note with other people, it's really important. So what I'm about to tell you is really important. And then I proceeded to tell them about what had gone on. And I was pretty pleased that I had managed just on the spur of the moment to come up with a way that that just wouldn't shock people to death, but at the same time would tell them that this momentous thing had happened. And then we all had a break for the show floor, believe it or not, and then started a shootout, one of the 13 shootouts that we had in those days about recruiting when we got word that the mayor of Baltimore had decided that his conference center was one of the 10 most important targets for terrorists in the United States, and he was closing it down. So we all got pushed out of there happily. That was the day for box lunches, so they had piles of them at every exit from the place um, to grab one and go back to our hotel rooms and watch it all on television. Well, another conference that had been in, in the conference center resumed the next day. We didn't. I had first-class tickets on the Acela back to New York City, where I then lived. And I said, you know, if anyone's getting home, I am. And the train arrived right on time. I got on it. But if anyone's taken the Acela from the south towards New York, you know you get this incredible view of all of lower Manhattan at a certain point before plunging into the tunnel under the Hudson River. And the train practically tipped off the tracks as everyone rushed to the window facing Manhattan. And we could still see the smoldering remains because, you know, it happened the day before, right? Wow. We could see the smoldering remains of the World Trade Center. Wow. I, I just, I can't even imagine, you know, I, I, the relationships that I have with individuals that I've met through my job, through our industry, and being with them. In those moments, I, I can't even imagine the impact that that would have had on the rest of my life. I've flown often on 9-11. My friends and I talked about it yesterday. 
since then. And a couple of times it was to attend HR Tech. You know, I, I, I had no idea that HR Tech was going on when um, 9-11 happened. And, yeah, uh, and the, the and impact of that must have been astounding. It, it wasn't that large then. I mean, we are, we are talking 15 years ago. Sure. So I was 19 years old. We had about 400 attendees. But I can't tell you, every single year since, someone comes up to me and says, hey, you were the one who told me about 9-11 at the analyst panel at HR Tech. So yeah, it had a huge effect on on everybody. And this year, I'm actually going to be presenting again after a two-year hiatus. And my fellow members of the discussion would never forgive me if I didn't mention that I'll be talking with Naomi and with Brian Summer, who among us, we have a hundred, it's unbelievable, we have 119 years of experience. Yikes. Yikes is right. <laughs> in HR technology, but we're not going to be talking about all the old stuff that we know. We're going to be talking about the new stuff that we know, and we're going to be talking on the first afternoon at 3.30, and I urge everyone to attend if they're, if they're at the conference. Absolutely, we'll be there. Bill, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I look forward to the last quarter of 2016 and the work that you and I will get to do together, and, and we will see you in Chicago. I look forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you. 